Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. The Volume. The Three and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the NFL playoff time, and there's no better place to get into the action than FanDuel. Awesome new and existing User promotions, America's number one sportsbook, very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. And FanDuel is now live in Ohio. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, Three and Out Podcast, little weekend Middlecoff mailbag. Thought I'd rattle off a couple questions. Just keep it short. Keep it short and sweet. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Fire in those DMs. Championship weekend. Niners at the Eagles. The Bengals at the Chiefs. Uh, so I, I'm taking the Niners and I'm taking the Chiefs. We have Colin Coward coming on with me after the second game, which is the chiefs Bengals game. So we will discuss everything that happened throughout the day, and we will keep the content flowing. So subscribe to the podcast. If you listen on Colin's feed, you guys know the drill. Very, very easy to do. And uh, hope everyone's having a good weekend because we only got, if you're listening this Sunday morning before the games, we got three more games. So you, you better take it in. Okay, let's, uh, let's answer some questions. We'll start with Aaron. From Instagram. Question for the three and out. Big time Dolphins fan. What avenue do you think the Finns will look at for quarterback contingencies next season? I don't think there's any reason to cut Tua. Agree. While he's on his rookie deal. And his trade value has little to no value. Plus his injury history. That being said, the front office would have to be insane to go into the season without a better option. If Tua goes down. Bringing competition. I want him to succeed in every way possible. But last season was extremely hard to watch after going eight and three. Lastly, just a message and not for the pot. Three years later, sending my first DM for the pods. Love the content. Uh, really changed the way I look. Appreciate it. Hope you bring back the golf pod soon. It's coming back in a couple weeks. I know it's early the season, but I love your takes on the PGA. We got the golf podcast starting after the Super Bowl. I think I'm also going to do some uh, golf stuff non-pod probably on my YouTube channel. Just my name, John Middlecoff. Um, reactions if I'm watching for that given day. But uh, appreciate the kind of words. I wasn't supposed to read that on the pod, but, you know, when you're live, you just got to do it. I, I would say Tom Brady, you know, the owner, they've tried to get him before. Um, it, it, You know, he was, I saw an internet clip of him looking at schools in Miami, which isn't, I mean, it's where rich people would probably want to live, so it's not even that crazy. You'd rather live in Miami than Tampa. No shade if anyone's listening from Tampa. Probably a cool place, too. Only been once for about 24 hours. But Miami, I would imagine, if you have unlimited money like Brady does, well, unlimited be strong because he got a divorce, but still has a lot of money, even though not as much as he probably once had because Giselle and FTX, but that's a whole other story. I, I, I'm kind of guessing that he's going to be the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins or the New York Jets, but probably the Miami Dolphins now that Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the New York Jets. 
Hey, John, just wanted to see what you think the Cowboys should do this offseason regarding the running back. With Tony Pollard becoming a free agent, do you pay him? Knowing that a running back second contract usually does not work out due to injury, wear down, and seeing the exact situation with Zeke playing out right now. Or do you try a big swing and try to draft Bijan Robinson? Overall, just want your opinion on what to do with Pollard and Zeke and if the Cowboys should stick with the guys we have through the draft. Well, I, I think you had a big day the other day when Dan Quinn, who might ended up not of getting a job, uh, getting a job, is why he officially returns. I would guess Jerry Jones. He's making four or five million dollars, so he's probably one of the highest paid assistant coaches in the league. Dan Quinn has resurrected his career. I would guess Jerry Jones loves Dan Quinn. I mean, that has been the bright spot of the last couple of years, right? Dak's been solid. CD's been okay. Tony Pollard, Schultz, like you guys have had some moments. Your rookie, some of your rookies, obviously Micah and, and Diggs last year and Micah this year. But I, I just mean from a coaching standpoint, Dan Quinn has been a home run. To go from Nolan to to uh, Dan Quinn coaching the defense feels like going from me to Vince Lombardi. <laughs> that was talk about an upgrade. You're probably gonna have to franchise Tony Pollard. You know? I mean, I, I would imagine that's what you'd have to do. Now, you're franchising a guy who just shattered his leg. Freak tackle, but still. Uh, I, I think he's a lot different player than Zeke. You know, Zeke wore down just because he took so many hits. Tony Pollard is like avoiding guys, in theory, unless the 49ers tackle you from behind. But, I, you know, I'm not for signing between the tackle running backs, but if you give me a versatile player, Kamara, McCaffrey, now injuries are always part of the position, part of the league. So I, I would keep Tony Pollard. And just reading... People that tweet and follow, I guess they follow the Cowboys for a living and they tweet this information out. It feels like a lot of people are saying that Zeke will take a pay cut because he doesn't want to get cut. So that would be a good thing for you guys because you probably need to get a second receiver, you know, to go along with CeeDee Lamb. You had it a couple years ago when you had Amari and CD. I guess Gallup, but he's coming off the injury. Maybe he'll be healthier next year. Um, I'd be pretty bullish on the Cowboys. Like it does feel like part of, like I was thinking about this the other day. I'm hard on Dak's contract because I don't view him as an elite player. But if you just view it as, you know, every single year he's healthy, you guys are going to go to the playoffs, win a game, be in the mix, win 10 to 13 games, be very relevant, not just because you're the Cowboys, because you're winning games, that's worth something. You know, now, ideally, would you like to play Dak $28 million? Yeah, and be able to sign some other guys. But, you know, these agents and players, they, they don't really do that. So you're stuck with paying them $40 million a year. Hi, John. I follow from Bilbao, Spain, and I've been a Patriot fan since 2011. I had a couple questions for you. Do you think it's time for the Patriots to move on from Mac Jones, or should they base their near future around him? And how do you see Bill Belichick? Do you think his time is over, or does he have more to give to the Patriots organization? Thanks. Guy looks like a soccer player. Well, I, I think the signing or the hiring of Bill O'Brien signals that, you know, Bill's coaching a couple more years. Because Bill O'Brien and Mac have a close relationship. I think they're bringing this guy in to kind of resurrect the offense. Obviously, it was anemic, feels like uh, too positive of a take on the Patriot offense. I didn't read the article, but I've seen some clips and I've heard people talk about it. I guess there was a pretty damning article about the Patriots and the Boston Globe. I don't even think I could read it if I tried because it's behind a paywall and the Boston Globe's not getting my money. But just crushing Bill and basically crushing him around the offense. Players saying they don't have enough plays. Joe Judge got kicked out of the offensive meeting rooms. 
Uh, Patricia was just a joke. Well, no shit. Like, you, how do you put Joe Judge and... Remember Joe Judge? They ran a quarterback sneak when he was with the Giants at his own, like, five-yard line on third and eight. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get it. He's a special teams guy. Put him back, coach the punters and kickers. Patricia, dude's a lifetime defensive coach. He's calling offensive plays. We, we have seen now it happened twice, and it's happened to two of the best coaches because they're very loyal. And sometimes loyalty to your people, like, I'm not against that. That there is a value to that in society, but I think you got to balance it in business. I, I was with the Eagles when Andy was very loyal to Juan Castillo and made him his defensive coordinator. Obviously, Bill did it with Patricia, made him his offensive coordinator. It had very, very problematic ramifications. So, I, listen, I come from people that were very loyal, that had the same friends my entire life, talking about my parents, people I was growing up around. I do think in business, though, it's very, very difficult. It's why it is hard to be the head honcho because everyone wants you to be cutthroat like uh, you know, Michael Douglas in Wall Street, but th- there is a balancing act of the people you respect, but you got to put your people in the best position to succeed. And anytime you have a young quarterback, making Matt Patricia the offensive coordinator was always going to blow up at everyone's face that were behind that. And there was one person behind that, and that was Belichick. So I, I-, I think the Crafts, I, I think Belichick's kind of got to make the playoffs next year. I don't think they'll ever quote-unquote fire him, but I, I do think there'll be some parting of the ways. Like, he's 71, 72 years old. He's not just going to get to coach till he's 85 years old. That's just not the way it ever works. Ever. And Bill, let's face it, can I? you know, it's not rumors. It's been well-reported. It's not the nicest to those guys. You know, the guys that own the team. So when you win, shit, no one cares. And he could be the biggest asshole ever when he was printing everyone cash and they were kicking everyone's ass at Foxborough. It was like, boom, Super Bowl, boom, Super Bowl. Even if you lose a Super Bowl, if you're going to the Super Bowl and the AFC Championship every year, ideally, would I want Andy Reid, a nice guy, going to the AFC Championship and the Super Bowl all the time? Of course. But you win six Super Bowls in 18 years like, and, and go to three other Super Bowls, they're going to let you do whatever the hell you want. You stop going to Super Bowls, it becomes a problem. Nick Saban can do whatever he wants because he always wins. Kirby Smart now, untouchable at Georgia. Why? He's got back-to-back natties. See Kirby Smart win seven games two years in a row. See, see what happens. Now, that's not going to happen, but you know what I mean. It's about winning. And Bill's just not winning at the clip that he needs to win to act like he's going to act. So I, I think the pressure's on him. And like I said, I, I, think, I think Bill O'Brien has a very, very good chance to be the next head coach of the New England Patriots if things get weird. I thought uh, that maybe a bit of a hot take, but Cam Newton was better than Josh Allen. And right now, it's not close. Cam's teams went as he did, and Josh's teams do the same. Here's my argument. Cam willed a team to a Super Bowl MVP and was all pro, none of which Josh has done and really close to it. Obviously, it's subject to change. However, as of now, Allen is just a poor man's Cam. Here's why I will push back. When Cam, Cam Newton had one individual season better than Josh Allen, I will not dispute that. Cam Newton in whatever that year was, 2016, was had a better season than Josh Allen has ever had. Super Bowl, first-team All-Pro, star. Led his team to Super Bowl. Totally agree. I would say beside that season, when he was the MVP, Josh Allen has consistently been better. Like, you want to hear some Pro Bowl seasons of Cam Newton? 24 touchdowns, 13 picks. Like, it's not like Cam Newton was throwing 24, 22, 19... 18, honestly, go to his stat page beside that one season, and I'm a Cam Newton guy in terms of 
high-end talent, but he I don't think he was quite as good as you thought. He had impactful games, but season in, season out. Also, Cam Newton never went to the playoffs back-to-back years. If you take out one year where Cam Newton, I think, went to the playoffs as a 7-8 and eight team, he had... Cam Newton had three winning seasons as a starting quarterback. Now, his one season, like I said, 2015, better than Josh Allen. Three winning seasons as a quarterback. Last time I checked, Josh Allen's fucking rattling those things off. So, there is not a general manager in the NFL that would have taken Cam Newton over a period of time. You would take the one season, but if I had to take a five-year period, you would take Josh Allen over Cam Newton. Not even debatable. Just Google Cam Newton's pro football reference. And I'm someone that has a lot of respect for Cam as a competitor in big games. Like he, he scares you. But game in, game out, season in, season out, he was not the most consistent player. I was listening to today's podcast about Sean Payton. Do you think it's a realistic option that he coaches the Saints again if Brady decides to go there? I think that would be pretty bizarre. If he retires from the Saints and then goes back a year later, uh, it does feel like that is not happening. If you went back to the Saints after interviewing around the league, like it feels like him and the Saints are done. Which I, I would say if I was a Saints fan, I'd be like, well, Sean, did, did you just not want to coach? Or do you not want to coach us anymore? Did you just need a break? And honestly, sometimes it's sometimes you just need a change. He had coached the Saints for what? Since 06? So 15 years? You just want to go somewhere else. So Andy Reid, 15 years, 14 years in Philly. Now he's 10 plus years in Kansas City. Like that change served him well. Maybe Sean Payton kind of views that and is jealous. I just want to start from scratch, which I understand. I've started from scratch a couple times. Very healthy, inspiring. It actually creates, I think, some of your, it gets the best out of you as an, as an individual. But if I was a Saints fan, I'd be like, what the hell, man? You just left us? Can you just admit like you were over us? Because I don't like you interviewing like you want to coach, but you just don't want to coach us. Our team's just a quarterback away. Everyone talked about Dallas being at a disadvantage against the Niners because of lack of prep. Would Dallas not have the advantage because they could have had their scout team get as much info on the Niners for the two extra days, Sunday and Monday? The Niners would have to split their scout team prep for either the Bucks or the Cowboys. I understand the body healing was an advantage. These front offices are smart enough to prep beforehand, are they not? It's, it's more about the body. It's more about the travel. It's more about the quick turnaround than the... like. It's not like the players are doing any studying that Sunday. Or excuse me, yeah, they, the Niners played on Saturday, and then they, you know, the Cowboys played Monday. Honestly, the players are not doing shit for a couple days. Maybe on Monday they review the game tape of that would have been the Seattle game, but it was much more about the body healing, which in January means a lot, and it shows you how talented the Cowboys' defense was because their defense showed up to kick ass. Dak didn't, and I, I think Dak is just kind of a roller coaster of a player. And it was kind of proven out in that situation, which if you're going to pay $40 million, like, I need a little more. I, I just do. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. 
Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hey, John, love the pod. What do you think about this take? Josh Allen, Josh Allen's a very, very polarizing player now. And this, you know the cool part about sports is when we anoint you, and I'm guilty, and then you just can't quite get it done, right? Like, even if Joe Burrow never wins a Super Bowl, even if Kyle Shanahan now doesn't win a Super Bowl, I think we have to respect, like, Joe Burrow's pretty big time. Kyle Shanahan's pretty big time, right? He might not be Belichick. You know, it's, it took Andy Reid a long time to win a Super Bowl. Last I checked, started coaching, head coach, 99. Didn't win a Super Bowl till February of, what was that, 2020. So it's it's hard. But, you know, Burrow, boom, immediately passes Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a Phillip Rivers 2.0. Both really talented, had talent all around them, but never could get over the playoff hump. I think there are some similarities between the outcomes. As players, though, they're dramatically different. And what I was taught when you do player comps, they have to have similarities physically. Now, they're both tall, but Phillip was an old-school pocket quarterback who didn't have a great arm. Phillip Rivers hung his hat on being a timing, rhythm, accurate passer when he was good. Josh Allen's really more of like a boomer bust, you know, and I, I don't mean, obviously, Favre's more accomplished MVPs, but he's like a poor man's version of that. Kind of run around, sling it, throw bombs. Cam Newton, you know, he's physical freak. Far better than both of them, obviously. But my point is, like, physically, what separates Josh Allen is his ability to run, which is elite, and just throw bombs. You know, Philip Rivers was not throwing bombs. I mean, he could throw deep, but it was. I've always been fascinating by guys in baseball that are like 6'4", but they can only throw 91. And then there's like a guy 6 feet, they can throw 98. No different than a small quarterback like Mike Vick had a huge arm. But then there's these tall quarterbacks like a Phillip Rivers, like an Alex Smith, that don't have great arm. Peyton Manning didn't have a great arm. It, it just, it's kind of crazy. You know, Aaron Rodgers, six foot two, big arm. Drew Brees, tiny, no arm, right? Mahomes, midsize, huge arm. They just think around the league. Kyler Murray, tiny slings it. So I, I've always been fascinated by that dynamic. Clearly it has to do with like muscles and, and wrist flexion. But I, I, I like your comp in terms of outcome. Uh, I, I don't love the comp in terms of the player talent. Because no different than Herbert, right? Herbert, early on in his career, is kind of his teams are underachieving. They're not getting it done. But Herbert is way more gifted than Phillip. Strictly because he can move and he's got a strong arm. It honestly speaks volumes to how good Rivers was with 
an average arm and no legs. I mean, Rivers was, for NFL standards, a pretty awful athlete by like the last five, six years of his career. Awful athlete. And that's, I mean, just relative to NFL players. Okay, last question. Big Titans fan here. What are your thoughts on the Titans bringing in Rand Carthen as their new GM? Do you believe that Rand will be a good fit with Vrabel and the other Titans in the organization? Lastly, do you have any new insight into why Vrabel and J-Rob's relationship quickly deteriorated given that they both got contract extensions? I was appreciative of all the work that J-Rob did for the Titans, but he did have a lot of misses recently in the draft and free agency caught up with him. I don't. Um, You know, that's a weird situation. Kind of letting everything simmer before I... Not we don't have the type of relationship where I'd ask him what happened necessarily, but uh, he was always really cool to me, and I, I thought he did a pretty good job. Last I checked, his teams were always in the playoffs, and wasn't he the driving force to hire Mike Vrabel? But you know these owners, man, they get and who knows, maybe it was a power play. There haven't been any crazy articles that have come out that like Mike Vrabel backstabbed him. Uh, maybe that's you know J. Rob being kind of an old school Belichick guy didn't look to kind of you know, air his grievances. Bizarre deal for sure. I don't know Rand personally. Uh, I've shot him DMs on Twitter before and just very, you know, complimentary stuff over the years. And I've heard from people inside the organization, big time leader, high character guy, very, very good. People really, really liked him in San Francisco. But in terms of evaluations and his poll, you know, I think it's pretty clear, like Mike Vrabel runs the show now. And Mike Vrabel's the head honcho. Mike Vrabel's the big boss man. And how much juice does Rand get to have? Does Rand get to balance him out? You would think for a big personality, former player in Mike, it probably helps to have, you know, like Rand played at Florida and played in the NFL. Not for long, but was an NFL player. I wonder if that helps a little bit. Like I'm not just some scout here banging the tape, which is obviously his profession. But like, bro, I've been in the trenches too, my man. I took handoffs. From Peyton fucking Manning, from the Colts. We played you. Maybe that's why Mike liked him. So if he has the pull and the balance to not just let Mike now pick all the players, which I don't blame Mike for wanting to do, you probably have a really healthy relationship. I would say the Titans organization has always been well-respected from scouting. So probably got a lot of good people within the organization. It should be a fun, uh, kind of fun thing to watch moving forward. Okay, uh, enjoy the games, and I will see everybody after the AFC Championship game with Coward. Adios. volume Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside and without the right home and auto insurance coverage the cost to repair this could eat up your savings so bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions.